This episode is brought to you by the Form and Function Movement Lab. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know Dr. Eric Nobby has totally transformed how I look at movement and injuries. He may honestly be a wizard. The Form and Function Movement Lab is movement therapy and education designed specifically for you. The team incorporates chiropractic, physical therapy, and strength training principles to quickly help you overcome painful issues and, better yet, teach you how to manage these issues on your own at home. They will work with you one-on-one to identify your big wins, perform joint manipulation and myofascial release for immediate relief, you know how good that feels, and provide online programming for you to move and strengthen your way out of pain between sessions. They even have a recovery studio called the Recovery Lab, where you can utilize red light therapy, compression therapy, and learn to use self-care tools to relieve daily stress from life and workouts. So amazing, all those toys. If you think this sounds like something you need, which I'm telling you it is, visit ffmovementlab.com and book your session now. Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. Hello, I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm here for a solo snippet. And I have to say that I was really coming into this tired. Like I had a full day. I'm recording Monday night at about eight o'clock. I had a full day of work, you know, back to back calls. I had a hard workout. I went on two walks. Obviously the weather's amazing. Just trying to get my steps in and I was tired and I knew I had to do this. And then I listened to some voicemails just to get a little sneak peek because we're going to go through the voicemail soon. And honestly, just hearing the girlies call in completely energized me. And so now I feel so ready to do this episode. So it's just like that energy transfer is so real. I'm just amazed. Okay, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Haven't had a a solo, a snowlo. It's like always comes out that way. I haven't had a solo snippet in a minute, or maybe we have. I honestly cannot keep track, but I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling like I just want to chit-chat with the girlies. I just need to update on what's going on, give you my two cents, really just uh, j- just speak my truth about about some, some very important topics. So first off, favorite workout of the week. Hmm, I'm going to say my favorite workout of the week was a, a recent workout that I've done, that I did with Johnny. And and it was like totally leg focused. And it's just been just kind of getting, I don't want to say like getting back into the groove. It's not like I got out of the groove, but you know, I, I've traveled. I was in Denver and then I was in New Orleans and then Johnny was in LA. So it feels like our schedule has been just not as regular, even though I'm still, you know, lifting like three times a week. I don't know. It's just felt like, you know, the routine has just not felt totally set. And so um, we had a day where we were really just focusing on legs and we don't do that often. You know, we don't really break up the days like, okay, this day is a leg day. Another day is an upper body day. He kind of just mixes and throws all kinds of stuff in. But on this particular day, heavy legs, heavy legs. And we're now, we still got the road to 300, right? We are, I am still working. We're back on like another little strength program 
to work on my deadlift. I PR'd a couple of weeks ago now, I guess, at 265. So it's feeling close. I'm, I had mentioned before, was hitting somewhat of a plateau there, just physically, mentally. I really feel like I've kind of overcome that now and, and we're onwards and upwards. But this workout was not focused on the deadlift. We are now just kind of, I don't want to say reintroducing, but really giving a, a renewed focus, if you will, on the back squat. And I have mixed feelings about back squats. Squatting in general is, in my opinion, one of the hardest movements. Coupled with, we know my hip mobility is not great. Johnny has said my my squat has improved tremendously in, in terms of like form and depth and keeping my chest up and all that, which is good. But I just, I guess I'm just not totally comfortable in a heavy back squat yet, which is why we're working on it. So we had a set, we kind of started with 10 reps, went down to eight, went down to six, went down to four, went down to two. And of course, then with each decrease in reps, we increased the weight. And when we got to the two, I, uh, you know, did the two with that weight. And, and I don't, maybe I need to be better about this, but I don't really ever know what weight I'm lifting apart from when I'm deadlifting. He just puts shit on the bar and I squat it down. I pick it up. I move it to the side, whatever I got to do. But I guess I would like to know. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is those last two reps, whatever weight that was, I don't know what it was. I did them and, you know, they were challenging, but by no means too difficult. And he was like, this is the weight you failed at, you know, back in September when we we did back squats. We took a big break from back squats. And he's like, yeah, you failed at this weight then. And I was like, wow, that's a really good marker. Like you need, I need those reminders and markers just to recognize how far I've come and I think people that lift on their own and they keep track of like a log book or you know they're writing down their progress so they can visually see it I'm sure that's really really a great practice because then you have evidence in front of you like oh my god this month I squatted this mount and now I'm here and I'm squatting this mount and that's great I don't have insight to that and I'm sure if I asked Johnny to do that, we could absolutely. And he keeps track on his own. But I don't know. It was just like a cool thing to see. And we finished with like a set of 20 squats. But that that particular workout, we worked on squats as a movement. We did deadlift, but it wasn't. Um, it was kind of, you know, higher reps, not as much weight. And then hip thrusted. So like those three combined. I was super sore after but the thing that was really interesting, and it was a good, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, I guess maybe like realization for myself. We did, we finished the workout with this exercise where I was in a static lunge. So I had, you know, a foot in front, lunged forward, and I was holding two 25-pound kettlebells in each arm. And I was just holding the lunge, you know, essentially with 50 pounds for 20 seconds and then immediately after the 20 seconds would go into that same leg that was in front on a step holding tens in my hand for like 20 step ups keeping the leg stationed on the step and so as you like that is just meant to burn right it's just pain and Johnny was like oh were those too easy like you were just really 
kind of breezing through those. And I was like, no, I thought it was very difficult. And he's like, oh, well, you're, you're good at this. And I was like, this is just pain, right? This is just pain management. Like it hurts and it burns, but you just got to go to a place and like breathe through the pain, which I think my whole career, let's just call it my fitness career, my kind of group fitness career, I feel like lends itself toward you just have to grit through pain, you know, and it's like really high reps. Like you think of like pure bar classes or system of strength, right? When it's like that super high volume and you're shaking and you're burning, you really do train your mind to just like, all right, we're going to shut up and we're going to get through this. And I think I have a strength in that because it's different than from really heavy lifting where for me, I feel less comfortable in that space because I haven't had the practice as much practice as I had as like as I've had gritting through 50 uh, thrusters or whatever it may be. But that that heavy lifting space for me, I think I get a little I'm a little more I'm less confident and a little bit more anxious because there's a lot there's a lot more at stake. Right. you got to be thinking about your form. You got to be thinking about, okay, I am about to pick up 265 pounds. Like, what? that's a lot of weight. That could, that could be an injury, whatever. Whereas, you know, you're just holding a lunge for 20 seconds or you're doing, you know, reps, 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 high volume. It's just, you just got to grit and get through that shit. Both are very important, I think. I think both are very important. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm continuing to kind of work on the... I don't want to. I don't want to say weakness that I have with heavy lifting, but it's just I don't have as much practice and and confidence there. So, so that's that. That was my favorite workout. Uh, I was super sore after that. This was just a couple of days ago, so I'm still. Yeah, I'm clenching my butt right now. I'm still recovering from that workout. My legs are still sore. Are you working on your fitness? Are you working for that next level fitness? Prism is a new level of Pilates. People who go to Prism don't go to class to fuck around, period. They go for the slow, deep breath, killer Pilates workout. Reformer Pilates can seem intimidating. I hear you there. But Prism welcomes all new clients to come check out their studio, which is beautiful, by the way, with a free intro to Reformer class every Saturday at 11 a.m., and offers a one-week unlimited for just $30 for new clients. PRISM's teachers, all of whom went through PRISM's teacher training, will leave you feeling empowered and inspired and most definitely shaking. Pilates is so much more than a system of movement. It's a methodology for cultivating self-confidence, poise, and the power to claim the most out of life. Fuck yeah to all of that. So go check out Prism and Oakley and book your class through the MindBody app today. Okay, so the thing that I want to talk about, I got I have a few things and then I have voicemails. So I think let's just to start off, I have a little announcement that I would like to make on behalf of Hi-Fi Yoga. You guys have heard me talk about Hi-Fi. I love Hi-Fi so much. They're up in Mason, which is a little bit of a trek for me. If it was closer, I would be there Okay, realistically with my schedule now, I'd be there at least once a week. And I have said and I've preached, I love their yoga because it's so creative. It's so fun. It's not, um, you know, a standard yoga practice. It, it feels freeing and almost like a choreography. 
it's hard to put into words, but it just, you know, they have such a tie to music and the sequencing is unique. I'm just obsessed and I love it. And so they are offering a workshop. And now this is open to both fitness instructors, uh, you know, anyone that just wants to be inspired, you know, deepen their understanding of yoga. Their retreat is going to be held April 11th, so this coming weekend, from 12 to 4. It's a retreat-style workshop focused on collaboration, creative sequencing, unlocking your intuitive movement, musicality, and community. I love this. If I was going to be here this weekend, uh, I think I would take it just because it would be so interesting to me. So it's called Teacher Sequencing Workshop. Link is in my bio to sign up, check it out if you're a fitness instructor or if you're just you know super into yoga and, and want to learn more. I think they have a lot of cool stuff to teach. Um, okay, what else? Let me think. Let's see. Okay, I will. Okay, this is what I want to do. Taking a minute to get there. I want to share my experience recently with getting vaccinated. Now, there's a lot to say about this topic. I want to start by saying I don't care if you are vac- if you want to get vaccinated, if you don't want to get vaccinated. I truly believe it's your personal decision, okay? You are a grown ass adult. You make the decision if you want to get the vaccination, if you do not want to get the vaccination. You do your research or you consume whatever information that you need to consume and you make that decision. Don't let anyone give you fucking shit about it. You know, if you decide not to get vaccinated, okay, that's your choice. No one needs to be passing a judgment or a more, it's not the fucking moral dilemma about it. And if you're going to be like, well, it is a moral dilemma because, you know, people could pass it on to someone else and then that person could get sick. Well, then if that person's so worried about it, then they should get vaccinated. And then there you go. So I just, let's just not fucking stop with the judgment, the judgment on the vaccine. You get, you get vaccinated. Great. If you don't, that's your choice. Great. Who cares? And also as I'm talking through this whole, uh, situation here and I share my experience, I would love to hear from other people. If you agree with me, if you disagree with me, we're allowed to disagree and we can still be friends and we can still be girlies and we can still be cool. So, okay. Now that that's out of the way. I went and got vaccinated and I'll also share the reason why I did get vaccinated because I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. I wasn't like chomping at the bit to go. I wasn't saying I'm not going to. I, I, I am still like, I don't in my heart of hearts, I think it's fine and okay. And like we've been getting vaccinated for how long and a lot of other diseases and my very, very limited knowledge of this intuition says like, okay, it's okay. Like it's not bad. But again, I am way too fucking lazy and way too busy to like actually dig into it. I'm sure there are some of you out there that may be doing that. If you'd like to call and share, that would be great. But also don't feel obligated. So I, so I wasn't like rearing to go. Okay. And I was kind of going to take the approach of like, all right, well, I guess we'll see how it goes or 
I don't know. I guess I didn't really have a plan. It, it honestly just like wasn't very top of mind. And this was also around the time when we're like, oh, I'm probably not even going to be able to get vaccinated until the fall because I'll be in the least, um, you know, I'm not an essential worker. I'm young. I'm healthy. I kind of had this little thought in my mind too. If I've survived this long without even testing, ever testing positive for COVID, then maybe I'm just a superhuman and I'm fine and I'm immune on my own. But then... I had that fucking sinus infection. I had that fucking sinus infection that laid me out for two weeks and I didn't get anything out of it. I didn't get COVID antibodies out of it. Or that's really the only thing. And I thought to myself, I can't be sick like this again. I really can't. Like it was very detrimental to my overall, well, my health and my, my mental health mostly and just my overall feeling of productivity and getting shit done and yada yada. We don't have to go into it. I've already spent lots of episodes talking about it. So clearly it had a big impact on me. So my thought was, okay, if I can get the vaccine and it will prevent me from being sick like this again. Like it, well, it's honestly traumatizing, right? Then I, then I want to do it. Then I, then I want to get vaccinated. So after my sinus infection, I totally s- switched my tune and I was like, I got to figure this out. So then that led into a period of very high stress because people were posting about the vaccine and, and where to get it. And, you know, I think it was maybe a week before the governor had like fully opened it up to 16 and older. But people were like, oh, no, you can call here. You can say call. And what if you have any shots left? The whole thing was was honestly stressing me out. And I had so much anxiety about it because like I feel like I need to be on top of this. But I just don't have the time in my day. Like, I'm not kidding. I was about to post to my Instagram story. I will pay someone $25 to secure me an appointment. Not in like a, a like back end cheating kind of way. Like, just do the legwork for me in a, in a way that is compliant. I just, I literally just like didn't have the time. But then I saw Jordan Hammonds, past guest Jordan Hammonds of Tablespoon Cooking, Cooking, she was posting these things and she put up a little highlight on her, a highlight of her stories on her Instagram page. And I was like, okay, this is accessible. I can follow this when I have the time. Cause you know, I would just see things on Instagram as I'm like going from thing to thing. And it was just like too much information. So while I was flying to new Orleans and I had lots of time waiting, I got on the app. So I'm going to give you guys information. If maybe you're in a spot like me, you haven't been vaccinated yet because it just sounds overwhelming or you know someone that's in the spot, then I just want to share my experience because I think it will maybe help someone. So the app is called Armor Vax, A-R-M-O-R-V-A-X. You download the app, you fill in your information, they ask you some questions. I do not know if it's if you are still required to use a code, but I did have to use a code and the code can be found in Jordan Hammond's Instagram highlights. So I used that code that she posted and followed the instructions. It was very straightforward and immediately it was like no appointments available. So I was like, shit. Okay. What do I do? And I messaged her and I was like, Jordan, you're getting tons of people vaccinated. Good for you. But so much so there's no appointments. And she replied back. She's like, just keep checking. Um, you know, thing, things open. You just have to keep checking back. And I said, oh, okay, great. One more thing to be stressful, stressed about. I've got to now remember to check this fucking app. 
So then maybe a couple days, I didn't check it while I was in New Orleans and just kind of put it out of my mind. Checked it a few days later. Sure enough, there were some appointments. So I booked my appointment. Very easy to do. Very seamless. Uh, got email confirmations. They send you information about parking. Oh, and it was at the Duke Energy Center. And it may be confusing because it will say like first or and second dose, or it might just say second dose, but you can just click on it. And as you go through, it'll ask you, have you received a vaccine yet? Yes or no. And then you click no, and then it takes you to the first shot. So I do that. I'm at Duke, the Duke Energy Center. I get an email about where to park, which that's great. I was stressed about that, right? I'm like, where am I? It's downtown. It, oh, oh, and it was on opening day. So I'm like, I'm not going to find any parking. They have a designated parking spot right across the street from the convention center. It's free. Showed up. They say, you know, don't arrive too early, but don't be late. You walk in. They have people there directing you, arrows on the ground. It is a smooth operation. I just walked right up to a line, to a person, got my card. The guy was just also so friendly and nice. Obviously, I don't want to say obviously. I don't know if these people are volunteered or, or being paid, but he was very friendly. And I did have just these moments of like, oh my God, it's happening. Like, wow, are, are we really, like, this is it. Like we're coming, we're coming out of it. So I didn't have to wait in any line. I just, you know, walked right in. They send you along. Uh, had a lovely woman administer the vaccine. It was painless. I've gotten a lot of uh, shots and vaccines and I have to travel internationally for work. They shoot you up with like fucking Zika, typhoid, uh, flu shot, like everything. All like you get like six shots at one time. This one was like the babiest, tiniest prick. It, it didn't even hurt at all. So uh, she did kind of shame me about getting a flu shot. She's like, do you get your flu shot? I said, mm, sometimes, but I didn't this year. And I felt some judgment, but okay, that's not a here nor there. It's my own security about insecurity about it. You get the shot. You go sit in a little area. You get monitored for 15 minutes to make sure you don't, you know, have something wrong with you or whatever. And then you go. I think the whole process took 40 minutes, not even 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. All this to say, it was really easy, and I was, you know, feeling worried about it. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Am I going to be waiting? Am I going to be able to get off work? Just let you know it was good. Uh, okay, so then let me tell you about my experience after, because that's another point, I think, of anxiety. And you hear so many different stories from people, and it's just important to know, obviously, everyone is different, and just because this was my experience doesn't mean that you'll have the same one. Obviously, we know that. We're all smart adults. Okay, so I uh, got it Thursday, opening day, afternoon. And um, I would say like right before bed, arm started to get sore. Now, I was thinking it was going to be a soreness, like a delayed muscle onset soreness like you get from working out because that's how I know about muscle soreness. It was not that feeling. It was like a feeling of trauma to the arm. Like I was stabbed in the muscle. That's the soreness that I felt. And it was pretty intense. And like moving, like laterally raising my arm. Um, when I woke up the next morning, uh, that was 
the soreness in the arm was definitely pretty bad, like way worse than any other vaccine or shot I've ever had. But other than that, I felt pretty good. This was Friday morning, so I wake up, I, I do some work, I walk to the Y, which is about a 20 minute walk from my house, do some cardio, I walk back, and then I go work out with Johnny. So I will say that's a lot of activity, right? And it was pretty intense. And I say all this to, to lead to when I got home from my workout with Johnny, which was Friday afternoon. So it's been now almost close to 24 hours since the vaccine. I was feeling pretty wiped. Like I needed to do work and I just sat at my computer and stared at the screen and just like could not, brain fog, I guess is what you would say. Like I just couldn't work. Um, And I I just felt very tired, felt very tired, very kind of just like drained. Like I had a super hard workout, but this was a a little intensified. Um, You know, I, I had stuff to do Friday. I would say it did not prevent me from moving forward with my night. Um, I, I did what I needed to do and then I came home and I laid on the couch and, you know, was just feeling a little achy, tired. Um, and I had a, a, a very low fever. This is Friday night after I got the vaccine on Thursday. Again, I think that that's pretty normal. Um, I talked to some people and they said they had very similar experiences. So when um, when Ryan got it, he had no symptoms. And so my initial thought was like, oh my God, fuck, am I like a little fucking bitch and this vaccine is like affecting me more? And I I literally had a judgment about myself because of the fucking vaccine symptoms that I was experiencing. (sighs) But then I was like doing some reading and I read this, which I didn't know, which I think most people will find very interesting. Women are more likely to feel side effects and they think it's because of estrogen which stimulates an immune response whereas testosterone can blunt it really interesting too because of like where I am in my cycle I think I have more estrogen right now it's crazy to like you know kind of dig into that but then also um many immune related genes are on the x chromosome which women have two copies and men only have one so I thought that was interesting so if you do have a reaction and like your significant other didn't I don't I don't think there's any you know comparison or like it doesn't mean anything it's just the way it is and so then I woke up on Saturday no sore arm felt completely fine super energized back at it so that's where that's where I am with the vaccine so I go back for my second one you know in a couple weeks and that's that so all of this, if you have any questions or if you want to share your experience, we'd love to hear. Or if you're not getting vaccinated, cool. We'd love to hear that. You don't want a microchip in you. That's fine. I want the government to be able to find me if I'm ever abducted or so they can specifically target ads for things that I don't even know that I want. Yeah. Anyways, all, all to say, I do, I do have a sense, a big sense of relief uh, about the whole situation. And I will be really, really happy when I'm fully vaccinated and it just feels like I can, it just feels like a very true moving on, uh, peace of mind. All right. Who started working out at home during the pandemic and decided this may just be the permanent move for me. No commute times, 
No dealing with rush hour traffic at 5.30 p.m. to get to your 6 p.m. group fitness class and you're already sweating profusely before you even walk in the door because you're anxious about being late and someone being in your spot. (sighs) Getting flashbacks. No dealing with other gym goers not putting their weights back correctly or maybe like hogging the squat rack or something. Maybe you even have a little corner in your house or garage that you've turned into the perfect cardio strength oasis. At any rate, if you're loving working out from home, I've got a special treat for you. Past guest Casey Hilmer of Power Ride, you remember her, she survived a near deadly stabbing attack while she was out on a run, very strong girly all around. She has an on-demand library full of classes to keep you moving at home. For $19.99 a month, you'll get access to over 100 workout videos, plus five new classes are added each week. You can pick from cardio classes, treadmill classes, and strength classes, ranging from 10 to 60 minutes. So truly, whatever, whenever you can get it in, there's something for you. Casey is so energetic and full of life. Her classes will absolutely have you sweating, building, and burning. Click the link in the show notes or What The Fit Podcast Instagram bio and sign up today. This is big self-care. Giving yourself the gift of a workout programmed for you to do anywhere. Come on. So that's that. Let's now move on to the voicemails that just really lit me up. Hey, Chrissy Gurley. It's Caitlin. I am at the tail end of my weekly What The Fit Walk. Um, just listen to your reinvigorate snippet and girly, may I say thank you for reinvigorating me too. I've kind of been feeling, I don't know, puffy, like allergies are going bananas. I've been eating too much salt. I don't know. Easter candy's getting the best of me. I'm just, I'm just not feeling myself. So what a delightful treat to not only listen to you talk to us about how you worked through reinvigorating your own mind, body, spirit, but also another thank you goes to Savvy for that amazing voicemail because, my God, do I need to hear that, that you are amazing and you shine and, I don't know, whatever the heck she said it hit me at my core. So thanks. Um... Yeah, that's all. I don't have a favorite workout of the week to share. I don't have a wild card. I don't have very much. I just want to say thanks for being you and for the pod. And, oh, I guess for the record, I would 100%, perhaps 110, 120, maybe 150% participate in some kind of a what the fit retreat thing. Because I don't know about the rest of the girlies out there in the What the Fit space, but I had some serious jealousy and FOMO of the adventures that you guys were having in Hunking Hills. Was I jealous of you slipping and sliding and falling on that hike? Mm, not so much with the girlies' time, for sure. Okay, I'm going to keep jammering if I don't get off the phone. So, yeah, that's all. Thanks for everything. Bye. Caitlin Gurley, I reinvigorated you, and then you reinvigorated me with this energy exchange we have going on. I just love it. I totally get it. Not feeling yourself. Um, People with allergies, I feel so bad for you. 
like, let me just say and and give an outpouring of my empathy and love and my soul to people who suffer from seasonal allergies. Wow, you are heroes. I do not. I'm very lucky, and and I and you you all know how anxious I am about my health, and sometimes I have to kind of give myself gratitude if something is going wrong with my health I say like at least I don't have a yeast infection at least I don't have pink like I have to like go through like almost like it could be worse situation I now I'm going to add at least I don't have seasonal allergies to that list because it just sounds miserable like you're just stuffy and it just weighs on you probably because you're just like out of inflammation going and you know maybe watery eyes and you want to be outside enjoying this beautiful spring weather, but then it's like attack. The beauty is attacking you. Your nose is dripping all the time. I just really, I feel for you. I really do feel for you. Uh, Kayla, er, <laughs> I was called you Kayla. I was thinking of Cincy Fit Foodie because um, I think that we need to put a we need to put a pin in the retreat. The retreat. Um, note thank you for the feedback on that I, I've, I've noted it and I I want to revisit I don't know what it means I don't want to make any promises but if there is a, a more interest again let me know about that um we have some work to do there for sure we all need savvy voicemail that's that's all I can say about that um savvy you can easily I think start a business at this point maybe just do some recordings of you saying nice things and then people sign up for them and they're delivered to oh you know you could you could, you could do like an alarm setting so like an alarm goes off and savvy's like you are the brightest light to shine upon everyone you've got that like you just like say inspirational things I think that could be a really really good business idea for you and um I will just take 10, I'll just take 10% of the profit. That's it. That's it. Thank you for calling in, Caitlin. I really appreciate you. Uh, and just remember, nothing's permanent. I have to remind myself all the time too. Going through a little time right now, you will get out of it. And when you are not going through that time, when you're up on the roller coaster of life, you just remember and be grateful. Chrissy, long-time listener, love it. I'm actually on a walk right now listening to old episodes because I've been out of town catching up, but I just heard uh, about you talking about the people who don't like water, and that is me. I know all my friends say the same thing. I can't believe you don't like water, but I think along the lines, maybe like in high school or afterwards where I was uh, drinking a lot. I associated drinking water with hangovers and being sick. So unless water is flavored like a LaCroix or something that I can't drink just straight water, it just gags me. And, uh, yeah, I stay somewhat dehydrated. I try to make up for it. I do drink a ton of unsweet iced tea, so I try to justify it. But all my friends say that that's not hydration. But my question is, I've heard uh, different stories on that, that it actually does count as hydration. So if you could clear that up for me, I don't put any sugar, anything in it. It's just lemons and that's it. So uh, just thanks. Bye. Thank you, listener, for calling in and thank you for listening. It sounds like you are out on a walk. Oh, you said that. You said you're out on a walk. 
I love when you guys call in and you're panting a little bit. Like you are really fucking getting after that what the fit walk. Like this is not a stroll. You are you are determined and walking with purpose, a woman on a path. I love that. Uh, that's really interesting. So you're one of those freaks of nature that doesn't like water that I talked about in a previous episode. It's really interesting that you associate water negatively with the hangover because I, I associate like water is like the breath of life of a hangover. Like it's like, oh, it's like replenishing my soul. But you know what else? I also, this hasn't happened in a while, I will admit, but like when I was real, when I used to really be getting after it with the booze uh and you know you you wake up early and you feel like fucking shit you're so hungover and so you're like I must go back to sleep and so you you drift off to sleep but you're so thirsty your weight you cannot get out of bed to to get a drink but you're so thirsty that you slip into almost like a fever dream of of getting liquid in your body and I would always dream reoccurring reoccurring that I'm drinking a Capri Sun and I'm like sucking that bitch down, right? Like I'm <laughs> I'm sucking so hard and the pouch is just completely empty, but I just can't get enough. Like in my dream, I'm so thirsty. I just can't get enough of this Capri Sun. Um, so that just reminded me of that. I'm sorry you don't like water, but actually who cares? You don't like water, you don't like water. I actually, you know, I did, I did a little uh, light Google search on your question and I found, listener, that all non-alcoholic fluids, including tea, coffee, and fruit juice, all count towards your fluid intake. A lot of people believe mistakenly that tea and coffee are diuretics and dehydrate you. Now, again, this was a light Google search. It was the first thing that came up. I'm not an expert. I'm going to do another little quick thing. Okay, it says... Juices and sports drinks are also hydrating. You can lower the sugar content. Okay, we know. Coffee and tea also count in your tally. Many used to believe they were dehydrating, but the myth has been debunked. Damn, the diuretic effect does not offset hydration. This is from WebMD. So you go back, you tell your girlies, I called into What the Fit, and Chrissy said, my unsweetened lemon iced tea counts so get off my back thank you for calling next voicemail all right i just listened to your snippet with yanni and it was great and i need to put my two cents in on the coffee factor and i'm going to vote neither i want to be that person uh no one is talking about mccafe um they're the best because uh, it's like a dollar fifty. It tastes delicious, and they put the cream in there for you, and they like stir it. It's great, and it tastes good at home too. So I'm Team McCafe. I don't know what socioeconomic level that puts me into, but uh, yeah, no Dunkin', no Starbucks. I just left that voicemail about loving McCafe, and then I just like ended it. So I sounded really rude. So I wanted to add in. Love your podcast. Um, also, love Evie Tactics from Holistically Restored, and I listen to like all y'all now. So yeah, thanks. Have a great day. Bye. I love this so much. Listener calls, leaves a voicemail. Can you just go? Can you just? You've ha- everyone's had this moment, right? You say whatever you got to say. You hang up, 
and then immediately like oh my god fuck does that did I sound rude? Did, did I just like totally misrepresent myself? For the record, when I heard the first one, I did not think that you sounded rude at all. I actually loved it. Call and set me straight. It doesn't have to be just two households, the Dunkin' and the Starbucks. There's a third, a McCafe household. Now, I will say, I have had coffee from McDonald's, of course, who hasn't? And I don't like it. And I'll tell you why. You did mention the cream. I I always think it's too creamy. And I think that like the artificial or, or like this, because you can get like iced coffee, right? You can get like a vanilla or a caramel, whatever. And then they have one sugar-free option. That's the vanilla uh, iced coffee sugar-free, I think. And that is just a little too artificial tasting for me. So I... I personally don't like McCafe, but you, you, when you talk about the dollar fifty, you can get a fucking, it's like a big gulp size of iced coffee from McDonald's. And yeah, you're right. The, that It's like a serious gallon jug and you can probably get it for like three bucks. I, I think it just, you know, you like what you like and it's not for me, but I appreciate you calling in and setting it straight. And I don't, I don't think you're rude at all. I really appreciate you calling in. Um, I had a situation, actually, this just happened to me. I don't want to go into the details of what the situation was. Basically, I had had a few drinks. I was chatting with some friends and I was kind of re and a couple of the friends are friends, but they're not like good friends and they're kind of more like a friends of a friend and, you know, that the kind of friend where, like, we wouldn't hang out on uh, by ourselves. But, like, when you're in a group, then, of course, you're friendly. It's nice. It's good to see them kind of thing. And I was kind of going off on something and retelling a story. And it was maybe a little controversial or, or just where you could have a different opinion. And this friend, he had a different opinion. And so he kind of, you know, came back, came back at me. And then I think I went up and got a drink and I came back and they were gone. They went and like moved somewhere else to sit. And, and in the moment I was like, oh, they probably just like went somewhere else to sit. Right. But I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about, I was like, should I not have said that? Like, did they get up and they moved away because I said that I was up in the middle of the night thinking about it I I almost went down the path of like the next time I see them and no it, it was ridiculous like I, they they like you just move seats because there's lots of people around and they wanted to be outside and that was that and like it has nothing to do with me and I'm projecting it just reminded me when you called in and said you thought you sounded rude you didn't sound rude you sounded great thank you so much okay that's all the voicemails I had I I love. I know we. It's been a minute since we have done some voicemails, so it was, it was so nice, and we had a couple anonymous callers. See, you can call in. I don't. I don't know who these girly listeners are that called in. So please call in. Talk to me. What are we going to talk about? I want to talk about vaccine stuff or not. You can really call in, and if you have a different opinion, I want to hear a different opinion. Please know I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All I can do is share my personal experience with you my personal opinion that I know by now could change tomorrow in two weeks two months you know I really feel like you just can't be too 
committed to your opinions, right? They're in and out like the wind. Be willing to be willing to change your mind. Um, wild card. We haven't talked about this in a while. Delights. So I'll tell you first as a little reminder, like maybe what was delighting me and what's no longer delighting me. So I was very big on the Gashua stone, right? In the morning, I said that was very delightful to me to do a little face massage. Haven't done it in weeks. No reason why. It just, it's no longer delighting me. This is not, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't think about it. It's just gone. Maybe it'll come back, you know? And, and I think that I, I do like it when I travel, you know, if you're feeling like a little puffy, you can just like, move, you know, do a little lymphatic drainage stuff. So, you know, I'm not saying it's gone forever, but it's no longer delighting me. What is delighting me is two friends, big booty mixes on Spotify. It's these two guys, two friends, and they do like mashups of different songs and they're like an hour long kind of like a set. They're so good. It's what we listened to when we did a silent disco dance party at Girlies Weekend. Like the, the the artist is who we listen to. They have tons of mixes. But I'm telling you, it has been such a delight. I put these mixes on when I go out for my walk. And normally when I go out for a walk, I like a podcast. I like to listen and I don't know what it I think it's the spring like I just get this party mood and just get this good music and I'm just like strutting down the street in the sunshine and it just totally makes my day. It's such a delight. I highly recommend for when you are all caught up on your what the fit that you put on two friends, big booty mix. Just search on Spotify and you'll find it. Okay. I think that's everything. One more thing. Um, Kayla and I did a really fun little what the foodie. You're going to see more what the foodies on Instagram live, Instagram TV. You can check it out on both of our Instagram profiles. We did a little, uh, healthy twist of Cincinnati chili with Crunchmaster crackers. It's fun. We have a good time doing it and we like to laugh at ourselves and we feel like such goofs and like, who the fuck are we? But, um, yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. Coming up on Friday, I am so excited for this podcast episode. I talked about it a couple weeks back. Ben Crawford, the author of 2,000 Miles Together, the story of the largest family to hike the Appalachian Trail. Him and his family hiked through hiked the Appalachian Trail. They hiked over 2,000 miles. The kids were two. I'm not going to get this away. Okay. The youngest kid was two. Okay, they carried a two-year-old through six months hiking the Appalachian Trail. It's insane and so amazing. He's coming on to share the story. Don't miss it. Thank you all very much. I love you immensely. Have a good day. Or good night if you're listening at night.